Welcome back to ITAD Talk and part three in this series. Now here is your host, Jeff Bittner. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention too that um, when I was we were talking about me kind of being in your map room and you were showing me around, is uh, I was asking you like why why you did that and why you spent so much time with me. You were so kind to spend so much time with me, and then I remember you took me over to a, a different wall and I think it was a glass wall, uh, at a different part of your uh, building, and you had your your vision, your mission statement, and your core values, and you were pointing to one of the sentences there. I, I don't remember specifically which one, and you were telling me well. Th- this is why I'm, I'm giving back. And I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit about those, those topics. Yeah, that, uh, we did that vision mission work back in the, well, the late 90s probably. Um, and it's interesting in a family business, um, all the issues that come up and you were in one or dabbled in one or left yours and started your own, now you have one. And the family business issues are are big. Uh, you know, families without being in business together are sometimes difficult. Uh, but when you throw in a business and all trying to, yeah. you know, chart a path, my God, it, it gets wormy. Um, so I was very interested in, when I had moved back, I moved back to Arkansas in 92. And I was very interested in, I was very interested in running the business. I wanted. I, I was proud of my dad. He he worked very hard. Uh, he was the typical founding father. He wasn't getting out of the way. You know, I'm running. <laughs> this is my company. And you're welcome to to be here and work here. But you know we're going to go down the road I want to go down. Hmm. And it, and I get that. Interesting. Um, but I could also see that that that's not my vision <laughs> you know how do i turn his vision into mine anyway we i knew another company who who was a multi-generation uh, oil and gas company and i was talking to him about you know how they were doing things and that was another company that was you know very much touched my my life uh Klabzabal oil and gas and they were based in fort worth um, and John Clasbell said, well, we got, we just hired a consultant to help us with some issues. And I said, oh, really? Who is it? And they told me, and so I called them and uh, asked them to come in and visit and kind of tell us what they do. And I went into Jim, and Jim was probably, oh, he's probably 58, 57 some, at the time. So he's probably thinking about succession. And I said, listen, I got these consultants can help us with succession. They can help us with plotting our direction and all these various things. And, and he was super receptive. He said, man, that's great. And, hmm. and I think what he was seeing was that I, that I was interested and wanted to keep going. And wow. I think that was music to his ears. I hmm. think he was proud of what he had done. And I think he was honored that there's someone who wanted to keep it going. I was honored that he did the work to lay the, lay the groundwork. You know, and I think he was equally honored that someone wanted to keep it going. So we we fed off that, and that consulting process took about six months. But out of it, I think really came some valuable uh, things that we that kind of guide us. And it's really interesting uh, that we're talking about that because this week, <laughs> really this week, I mean, huh. it's interesting. So that that board sits in the back of our office and not because we re- relegated to that position. It's just, 
that's where it is. But I refer to the board a lot. And my son, my oldest son, who works in the oil and gas company with me. Griff, right? Griffin, yes, yep. who you know. Yep. Uh, we're talking about an opportunity. We're, there was an opportunity to use gas uh, wells that are kind of at the end of their life to mine for Bitcoin. You're and kidding. So we, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and we listened to this pitch, and it was just huh. fascinating. And, and there's about six of us in the room huh. listening to the pitch. And after the call, you know, we hung up, and I looked at everyone, and I said, what do you all think? And everyone's thinking, oh, my God, I, well, I don't know. You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of hesitation. And, and I, I said, let's sleep on it, and tomorrow let's get up and let's talk about it, hmm. which we did. And, and I took Griffin. I went into his office first thing in the morning. I said, what do you think? And just think about Bitcoin at all. He goes, man, we just, that's just, there's no way. And I said, follow me. And we walked back to the board. And the board, under the mission part, maybe the vision, I think it's mission. I don't have it in front of me. It says, understand the opportunity fully. Use it if you can, if it makes sense. If not, understand why. And it just it, it spoke to this whole issue. And I showed him that, and I said, the board tells us to understand this thing fully. Do we understand it fully? He said, no, we don't. We don't understand it at all. I said, well, let's understand it fully. So we are, we're not going to do it today. We haven't decided to do it, but we're learning more about it. So we'll see what happens. But point is, the board still guides us. And I think the, one, of the, one of the most important things on the board is at the very bottom, and it was Jim, and it just reminds me of Jim when I read it. Uh, it's bold optimism, hard work, and have fun. And, man, that, that was him. You know, I, I was going to ask you, in fact, I circled the word fun, and I was wondering, like, when you're going through stressful times, like, I remember you mentioned going through the COVID period that, that you had to cut back and what have you. So how, yeah. how were you able to kind of balance that and kind of, and, and try to keep some fun in there? Because I know even at our company, that, I mean, we, we didn't lay anybody off, but, but there was a lot of fear. And what happened is... Uh, our consultant thought, well, that maybe management should stay home because we're not doing the processing of the components and things in the servers and what have you. So we made that decision, and then all of a sudden everybody got scared. So I said, okay, we're, we're all coming in. I said, I have no problem coming in. We just wanted to do it for your safety, but, but that's fine. And so a little bit after that, finally the fear started to ebb, and then we just kind of did businesses you know, had, as we had been doing. So. Yeah. Um so yeah, we we did. We had uh, it wasn't COVID related; it was natural gas price related. Oh, okay, all right. To go through our issues, um, but what I found, Jeff, um, when everyone senses they have skin in the game, um, and everyone makes cuts, and everyone does without, then everyone is in the same boat, and that's when you become kind of close. You know, and, and I liken it to war. You know, you're in a trench, you're being shot at. You don't know if you're getting out of the trench, but you're in there together taking care of each other. And that's the way I thought of those times. I just think it really brought us closer. And, uh, you know, gas prices today are at a, you know, about a 15-year high. Um, and it's 
it's just oil and gas. It's just such a very difficult thing sometimes to manage, but if you have the right culture and the right people um, that engage with you and understand uh, the, the benefits of working for a small family company, uh, then, man, it just you're you're together. And our company, I mean, we we're small. We got 45 people or so at this point. And many of those 45 have been. Some have been here for 35 years. I've been here 30, about 35, 37, mm. 36, somewhere there. And there's a handful of those. There's a bigger handful of those at 20. There's a pretty big handful of those at 10. And we've been we've hired two in the last three or four months, and it's a big deal to hire like it is in your company. Right. Um, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So the longer your chain is, the, the, <laughs> the less uh, strong it may be. But that's an important thing for us, and uh, to, is to hire. And so I want to make sure we get the really the right people. So I don't I don't jump into it too quickly um, because I want to maintain that culture. But that fun piece. You know that's my job. I I got to make this fun. I got to walk in the halls in the morning, uh, let them know the sun's shining. There's it's going to be a great day. Uh, gas prices are high. We're going to drill some wells. Whatever it is we're doing, I got to make sure they understand that that's important and that it can be fun. Um, and and just have fun doing it. And my dad was was, was the king of that. Hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed being around him because of that. And, I, and I'm not as good at that, but, man, I, that is my mission. I want to make sure they're having a good time. And I, to the point, if they don't like coming here, don't come here. <laughs> and uh, right. so that is kind of my, that is kind of, uh, I think, my role. Uh, and I hope that rubs off, and I think it does. Uh, we have fun events. Uh, my sons, are, they get this as well. And I'm relying on them more and more to, uh, to be that person. And uh, and it spreads. I think uh, happy environment is an easy one to latch on to, be a part of. Um, and we we stress that, so I think it's important. Yeah, one other thing I'd like to touch on too is uh, the fact that, it, and it created a you know a really big impression on me when I was at your at your corporate headquarters. And uh, uh, well, well, first of all, the the time that you spent with me, and you know, bearing in mind that. There was no profit or aspect or motive that you know was going to going to come from that. At least not you know right off the bat. And um, and then I noticed, for example, that you were kind of being like an incubator for uh, other startups. And even in your corporate kitchen, in your in your uh, corporate headquarters, you were letting somebody. I, I believe they were starting like a pie company or something. Was that right? And you're kind of trying to help them get uh, started. Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah, um, so, um, I, I, yeah, yeah, I love doing that, uh, and, and we do a lot of that, frankly. Uh, I think, to uh, I had a lot of help, uh, number one. Uh, my dad, he was the king of helping Bill Hanna, and then uh, there's many others along the way that did that as well. We didn't have to. So what do you get back, or what do you get out of doing that? Well, Today, I'm talking to Jeff Bittner, who in 2013 met me and uh, honors me by having me on this call. Um, the friendship you've maintained, I haven't worked at it as well as you have. Um, and who knows where these things go, Jeff? 
Um, I don't know. Uh, I know that opportunities come through people, um, and I don't need one. I'm not looking for them. Opportunities come in a lot of different ways. They don't have to be all profit. It can be it can be satisfying in other ways. Uh, the Pie Girl, uh, she's recently moved out to San Diego. Uh, Bo uh, Rogers is her name, and she recently came back. Uh, she's got a great job in San Diego, but she recently came back and called me, and we went and had coffee, and we spent an hour, and she was like you. She just she remembers the time when we kind of helped her get going, and um, it's funny uh, how things kind of go around and come around, but she had this really cool little trailer. Uh, that she was selling her pies out of. And I asked her, I said, where's your trailer? She goes, what's well, sitting in a barn out on, out on a friend of mine's <laughs> farm? I said, well, um, so we just started the bakery uh, project over here. And it's kind of full of food trucks. And so we thought, let's buy that food truck and we'll set it out here. And today, that food truck is kind of the central piece of our little food court hmm. and there's a girl in there who we're helping again we're hmm. letting her use it and she's made she's a juice and she makes juice these real healthy juices and she's making a killing over there huh. and and she otherwise she's a single parent and otherwise would be struggling i think she's truly enjoying that so we're able to help her and who knows what'll come of that but i don't think of necessarily time spent with someone uh, I don't need a, a, a return. <laughs> That's not what you look for. Uh, you just look for uh, whatever reward come, and sometimes you're totally surprised, and sometimes it'll be something you don't expect, so, kind of so, like today. So, Bill, I wanted to uh, share two stories with, with you kind of along those lines. Um, I was at a seminar uh, recently in Denver, and uh, I met this young man. His, uh, his name was Charles. He's 21, 22, got a one-year-old baby. He's married from Oregon and he was an Uber driver and he had come there trying to figure out how to kind of change his lot in, in life because he's figured out, you know, hey, I'm going to have to make some real money because I got a family. And I was wondering because the seminar was not not cheap and I was kind of wondering how he was able to to get there. And actually people had chipped in and, and bought his ticket and his in uh, his room and everything. And so I sat down and had a conversation with him and I said, well, what do you think you want to do? And he goes, I have no idea. And I said, well, I was just kind of think, thinking out of the box, and I'm like, well, have you thought about trying to start a service business, you know, maybe like washing windows or pressure washing? I said, well, we're at in Florida. A pressure washer can make 500 bucks every day. And, I mean, yeah. they've got these associations, and they make you keep your house and your driveway and your roof clean. And, all, and he says, gosh, I never thought about that. And so all of a sudden it kind of opened up, you know, possibilities, right? And so it was funny because later I sent a note to my wife about it, and she's like, Oh, why, why, why doesn't he get a real job? The labor market's great, and she was a little bit kind of critical about it. And so I thought, well, okay, I'm still here at the show. So I went back and I talked to him again. Now, bear in mind, I told him my story and that you know my dad helped me get my start, just like with with you, Bill. And he's like, right. he, and he says to me, he goes, you know, I I never had a dad to teach me these things. And I yeah. thought, wow, what a what a powerful thing that that here you and I are. And I learned some of this from you. That, that we can have an impact on people and kind of help help mentor people. And I mean, it's, you know, we, we, 
that we can give them ideas, we can kind of help them, and as long as they kind of take the bit and run with it, then, then, then we can, you know, keep helping. And I've got one other story like that because I was thinking that, you know, here I am at this age and, uh, you know, I, I don't really, I can't really think of how I've had an impact on people. And I was at a, um, the ITED Summit show in Huntington Beach about two weeks ago. And I'm talking to this guy who happened to be my second boss in electronics when I first started. And he's now got 22 employees there and he's, he's doing well. And, and so I hear this voice, this booming voice in back of me, Jeff Bittner? Is that Jeff Bittner? And I'm like, uh-oh, I must have pissed this guy off or something. And so I turn around, and I'm looking at the guy. I'm trying to place him. And he goes, Scott Levin, Scott Levin. And so who he was is um, back when I started doing electronic assembly and manufacturing, um, we used to have the, the companies that we worked for. At this time, the company was Comtech. And they had a, a delivery driver, and his name was Scott. And that's who this guy mm -hmm. was. And he goes, I used to, to deliver parts. Of course, I, I remembered who he was once, once I placed his name. And he said, he goes, you spent time with me. And, 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 and then this other booming voice, he tells like everybody standing around, he goes, Jeff Bittner taught me the business. You know, and he, he said, you sat me down and showed me how to hand solder resistors and capacitors and, you, you know, explain different parts of the business to me. And, he's, and so now this guy has two, two businesses. He's got a million dollar plus house in Orange County, California. But I mean, it was, it was just so uh, awesome to have had that kind of an impact. And, and like most of the people would kind of not be very friendly to the delivery drivers because, you know, they're not gonna make a transaction with them. They're just, okay, yeah, I'll take the parts by, right? And so, but, but here, you know, that it had that big of an impact on, on him, which I, which I thought, thought was great, you know? Yeah, how how rewarding, you know. Uh, those are the those are the paybacks that you get. That you know, who knows how people receive you, and um, it's just always kind of taking that high road. And if if it's if it's appreciated, that's fine. If it's not, you're not doing it for a return. You're you're doing it to help, and it makes you feel good. And um, one one quick thing I'll tell you about about Jim back in the '70s. He had gone out to San Francisco, your story, California story, reminded me of this. And he had a day to kill before his business, whatever he's doing out there. And he jumped in a cab and he told the cab driver, he said, why don't you just run me around and show me all the sites in San Francisco? And he did. Um, and his name is uh, Steve uh, Griffin. And, you know, and he, he's still a part of our life. It's weird. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and Jim was leaning up on the back seat and used to, in those days, there was a partition that the driver could open. And anyway, he's leaning up there and other people, other cab drivers would notice that one of the, the fares was leaning up and thought he was maybe being hijacked <laughs> or thought that there was something wrong uh, going on with this scenario. And and this is the story Jim would tell, and 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 so the the cops pulled him over because another cab called him and said, "Hey, my partner's getting robbed, potentially." Pulled him over, and and you know, obviously turned out not to be the case. He was just being friendly. He was just kind of up there trying to talk to this guy. But Steve, the cab driver, became a lifelong friend of Jim's, <laughs> and came to Fort Smith several times. <laughs> And we all got to know him and his family, uh, and he ended up, uh, he was a fireman, he was just a hard worker. He was a fireman, had a, a silkscreen operation, we used to buy all of our hats and shirts from him. 
And then about uh, seven, eight years ago, I got a call from a guy in Florida, a geologist young guy, and he calls me out of the blue and goes, hey, um, do you remember Steve Griffin? I said, sure, from California. He goes, yeah, well, I'm his nephew. Mm. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. I'm a geologist, and, I'm, and I oh, want really? to see you. Yeah, and I said, well, come on. <laughs> kind of like you. And he came up, and he spent a couple of days. Huh. And we've turned out to be, uh, we'll be lifelong friends, I'm pretty sure. He stays in touch with me and, and tells me all he's doing. And I just I just think all these relationships that, that you you seed and germinate, sometimes they grow into great things. And uh, I'm glad that... I mean, I think I understand, Jeff, your your um, sort of appreciation of all these things because I think you and I look at things very similarly in that regard and the rewards we get from the people we get to be with and deal with and work with and uh, it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important for people to, to hear these things and to understand, you know, the thinking process of, um, of business building and uh, and you know, all the difficulties that are involved and, and how you overcome them. And, and, uh, I mean, all these things are, you know, really important. Um, one of the things I was going to mention too, is that, um, you were talking about the, uh, like, like the Bitcoin. So we've actually kind of, uh, crossed, uh, that path as well with, uh, different to the GPU mining cards and things from our industry. Cause we're doing a lot of yeah. the, of the deep, the decommissioning from data centers and uh, there's quite a bit of that um, of those type items that are coming through our, our operation. So I was thinking that a, a couple of things that maybe later offline that, that we might have a conversation about that. And then if Griffin, okay. Griffin or you identify, you know, like a kind of expert that's doing, you know, the the, the gas, the old gas wells and into Bitcoin mining and so on. You know, if you want to send me his contact, I'll see if we can do an interview with him and kind of pull out some uh, data and just kind of see, you know, what he's thinking. Yeah, it, I, I would like to do that. Our, our IT guy, you know, his idea is, well, because the, the company that brought us the idea, they just, they wanted us to be kind of an equity partner and our equity piece would be our gas. And then they were going to put in the infrastructure for the uh, for the uh, computer power. Oh, and so so the gas part is for the 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 electrical part, right? Is is that what they're going to use? The, oh, okay, yeah, for the generator, for the power generation. The oh, that's power awesome. generation. Wow. And uh, but our IT guy says, you know what? We could probably do that ourselves. So he's kind of thinking that way. And um, but yeah, I would love to learn more about it than you know our. Our, our board back there says we, we're supposed to learn more about it. So, 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 that. so one of the things that we might uh, work out, and this might work really well, is that uh, we bring in a lot of the uh, the servers and the hard drives and the GPU cards. So we've got a lot of the items that are used for mining, and we actually have some in the back that, that are making money now as, as we speak. So we might be able to um, work something out. So a question like with the power generation, can can you use that power anywhere from the wells, or do you have to use it in in that proximity of where the natural gas comes from? No, we can use it anywhere. I mean, if it's a the, our our obligations to the royalty owners. So if we produce their gas, we got to pay them a royalty. Okay. But in certain situations, there's gas that we can't produce because the market's not there. We don't have pipelines, or the gas is no longer commercially viable. Uh, but if you aggregate three or four wells that aren't really commercially viable, that that this can prolong the life, that's a reasonable use uh, before you plug the well. 
So that was that's kind of the thought behind this. It was wells that are at the end of their lives, and we operate a lot of wells, so it'd be it wouldn't be a stretch to identify some potential uh, candidates for that. Uh, so has so, has has Griffin identified any? Of course, I know you guys are just kind of talking about this, but uh, I was thinking about going to some of the uh, shows that are, you know, with the uh, the Bitcoin mining and the startup companies and, and just trying to get a better feel for, it's kind of like the Wild West out there right now. And I, I think there is an oh, yeah. opportunity. So if, I guess what I'm saying is if either you or, or Griffin identify some of the shows, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go out there with you as well and meet some of these people um, because I, I think there is a, a good chance of, of building a uh, business there. Well, what, you know, what we should do, um, we'll kind of offline set it up, but let's have a call. Okay. And let's that sounds good. Kind of talk through it, and you kind of share with us your what you what you sense, and we'll do the same. And we'll kind of see if there's what we think might be a path. But uh, I mean, I'm interested from the standpoint it, it could be an opportunity, and uh, that's fun <laughs> to find those. So, so, and so I, you know, I don't know enough about Bitcoin. I know a little bit, but not enough. Uh, and but there's others in our organization that will have differing sort of perspective that uh, you might be able to share yours and let's do that. Yeah, I mean, one, one area that, you know, the circular economy is kind of like a buzzword right now. And so you're kind of taking that end of life. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, a cleaner fuel source and you're using that because um, the power generation is is kind of an issue with, with Bitcoin. So I, I think that kind of puts you in, you know, you know kind of that circular you know, um, where you're, you're turning something that's cleaner into yeah. that instead of them using, you know, a, a different fuel source. So, uh, yeah, but, I, that, that is the way we think of it for sure. So is, is there, um, is there anything else you wanted to add or any, any stories you, 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 you think I missed or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is fun and I, it, it's good to talk about because, you know, it's stuff you don't always think about. Uh, but it reminds me, uh, too, that a lot of the stuff that the way that you and I are thinking about people and business is maybe the right way to think about it. Um, and there's just too many uh, folks out there who are in it for, you know, reasons different. And um, I, I love businesses that are, that are long-lasting. Uh, I'm so supercharged that my sons work with me, and I know you are too, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, and I am. To the point I was Go this ahead. morning, I walked across the street over to our bakery project, and I was getting a you know, burrito, and I saw a, a good friend that I hadn't seen in a long time, and we sat down and said, what are you doing? He goes, I've been retired for, for uh, almost a year, and he's younger than I am. And I, and I said, really, what, why? You know, why are you retired, and what are you doing? And we're sitting there, and he's telling me, and all of a sudden, one of my sons walks up. And he sits down and joins us. And my other son, another son, walks <laughs> down. And, and, I, and I looked at him, and I said, look what I get to do. You know, look what I get to do. I'm, oh. I'm not retired and won't because I got this. You know, I, got, I get to work with my kids. We're all having fun, and, you know, business today is good, and I just can't think of a better environment. And... Um, and not to not to uh, kind of be disparaging on his lot in life. He's truly enjoying it. But he worked for a large corporation for his entire life. And I just I like the sole proprietor environment. Uh, honor those that attempt it, like you. 
thank you. Um, and just think the rewards are so vast and huge. And anyway. Yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed working with uh, my son, too, and I, he started testing parts for us, I, I think, when he was like seven or eight years old and, uh, you know, had been here ever since and it went through college and, you know, so that he would have a, a, a second uh, way out in the event that, um, you know, if the business wasn't successful. But by the time he got out, it, the business had grown, and so we just brought him on at, at the wage he would have made in his other uh uh, industry choice, and uh, he's been here ever since. And now he's the general manager and, and vice president, and and has a share in the uh, profits. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's a great thing. I'm I'm proud of you, and congratulations for getting to the point you are and doing it the way you've done it. Well, well thank you. I really appreciate that. We invite you to follow and subscribe to the ITAD Talk podcast. You can find the latest episode at itadtalk.com and on all your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget, the best way to support ITAD content is to rate and like the show on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you might listen.